She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Brian Kelly's address the local media. We'll hear from him in this hour. Bottom of the hour, Sean Fox from Fun Row. Sports Talk 97.7 will tell us about the Louisiana Tech new head coach as well. I'm sure he's excited. And we'll get his thoughts on the Saints and Pelicans as well. Coming up at uh, 145, Maddie will join us. We'll start our conversations as we start turning the page and get ready for tomorrow night's Saints-Cowboys game. We'll hear from head coach Sean Payton, Taysom Hill, Mark Ingram, in case you missed it, from our number one. I'll play some of those uh, sound bites here. This hour, the graph will join us at 2.05. I'm just interested. Honestly, I, I want to say, in as in as many broadcasts and seasons as he's called games, where's the, the Valanchunas you know, um, way and nights kind of, kind of fall for him? So we'll touch on that with him. Ralph Marlboro will join us at 2.15. Your phone calls. At 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. You can also tweet at us at ESPN Radio NOLA as there are a handful of topics that we can discuss. Saints, Pels, and of course, Brian Kelly, his opening comments and how he's being viewed nationally. Good and bad, right? The, the way he left, he addressed that today, this morning. We'll hear from that here as soon as... um. As Jordan gets that to that to us as he's uh, just wrapping up. So we'll get all of that for you. But first. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that what that camel Wednesday hump day. Is that what it is? There he is. Head coach Sean of the Payton. Quarterback Taysom Hill. Not needing the dry needle. I played that earlier in the show. Ay, ay, ay. Not good. Where's Wisdom? There he is. So head coach... Brian Kelly, the LSU Fighting Tigers, has spoken and Jordan has come through for us. So I have that. And we will play that now shortly. 800 998 I will stop yapping. 
As we will get into what the new LSU head football coach had to say, guys like Tim Brando and others nationally saying that he's hitting a home run as he was speaking with all of the different things that he said. So again, I haven't heard it. I've seen him saying it over on television, but obviously we were doing the show. So let's actually hear what uh, he feels uh, on everything. Here's the opening statement first. Well, good afternoon, everyone. First and foremost, um, I, too, want to thank President Tate uh, for those kind remarks. And um, I'll walk through the history book there. Um, I I will say this, that, you know, when we talk about uh, making decisions, it's really about people and, and getting a chance to, to meet President Tate, certainly Scott, um, and the athletic administration. This is so much about uh, alignment. And for me, um, alignment relative to uh, this university, um, the goals, um, what is in store for LSU athletics as a university, um, that is what the draw is for me. And to meet, obviously, uh, President Tate and to spend the time that I did with Scott, um, that cohesion, that collaboration, that kind of communication, um, that's what, for me, uh, led me here uh, to Baton Rouge. And I also want to thank Chairman uh, Ramey Starnes and the LSU Board of Supervisors. I got a chance to meet them last night. The support that you can see from them um, is incredible. Uh, they are, too, part of that um, groundswell of support that we'll have here at LSU. Matt Borman and the, uh, the, the, the Tiger Athletic Foundation, incredible. I can't, I can't say enough about my 12 years at Notre Dame the incredible people that I worked with, and certainly the incredible players uh, that I had the honor to coach there. But that alignment also has to be uh, with my family, because this has been a family journey for me along the way, and my wife, Pocky, Gracie, Patrick, Kenzel, thank you for being along the ride for me, and I wouldn't be here without you guys, too, so thank you. So on both sides of the aisle, um, LSU, uh, that alignment, my family's alignment, and certainly um, the opportunity uh, to be here um, amongst the finest uh, players, staff, coaches, being part of the SEC, an incredible challenge and opportunity in my life uh, that I was excited um, to take on once I was able to um, uh, get an opportunity to meet Scott, spend time with Scott, hear his vision for the university, and see how it connected um, so much with mine. Um, I think it just comes down to, for me, an alignment about excellence. That's what I'm about. Excellence in academics, excellence in academics and athletics here at LSU, and seeing that, feeling that, and, and now knowing that we can go off uh, together um, and fulfill that goal. So an exciting day for me, um, an incredible opportunity for everybody associated with LSU, um, the LSU family. Um, we will have high standards here, and we will fulfill those standards. So um, with that, I'll... Um, 
certainly uh, be able to answer more of your questions, but I know we have uh, some other things that we need to do, more picture-taking, I'm sure, but um, it's just an honor and um, an exciting privilege for me to be here. Thank you. So one of the first questions after he snapped a photo with a jersey with his name on the back of it was, can you tell us about your decision to leave Notre Dame? Yeah, it's never easy, right? I mean, these decisions are – it's my choice. You know, I own it. Right. And, and, um, it's a hundred percent my decision. Um, those young men I love dearly. Um, and, um, it made it for a difficult decision, but when I was able to look at it, uh, and the opportunity here, um, was one as I got a chance to really, uh, as I mentioned earlier, talk to Scott about, the resources and the opportunity here to really make a significant change. I believe that I can make a significant uh, difference here. And, and you want to be able to make a difference. Um, and, and I, along with the support, our president, President Tate, the administration, um, collaboratively can make a big difference. So that was him on his decision to leave Notre Dame. Then the follow-up was, what do you think your legacy is after leaving Notre Dame? Yeah, you know, leaving is, is never easy. It's, it's, it, it could never be done in a, a fashion that you could, like, say that, hey, it's always the right way to do it. It was just, you know, brought up, right, you know. This, this team at Notre Dame is, a, is an outstanding football team, um, and they deserve to be in the playoffs. Um, and, and you're not going to be coaching them. So it's, it's never easy when you leave. Um, we did our best. Uh, I wanted to get in front of them, and I, I was fortunate that I had that opportunity uh, to um, get in front of them and tell them that I was coming to LSU face-to-face -face, uh, because that's everything that we've done in my life, and I'll do the same thing here at LSU. We will look you in the eye, and, and we will tell you what we're doing. Uh, we'll be transparent. Um, I, I don't, legacies are not part of what I spend time thinking about. People will, will evaluate me based upon my life's work and how I've treated people um, and make their own decisions. As far as coaches, um, you know, the coaches that, that are on, Staff there at Notre Dame are, are still employed there. Uh, are there coaches there that I would like to join me here? Certainly, but that's a process that we'll have to work through. Um, there are teams to coach on both sides. This team is is going to be preparing for a bowl game. Um, hopefully, um, you know Notre Dame gets a chance to, to to play in the playoffs. They have to be prepared. So um, this has to be done with. Um, you know, uh, great communication uh, and and understanding that the, the players are part of this as well. Brian Kelly was asked about his staff and if he can give some sort of detail. As you just kind of heard, there are some coaches he would like up in South Bend, but kind of overall thoughts on what he would like on this staff. Yeah, I have not made any decisions based upon who will stay and, and um, uh who may go. I haven't had any individual conversations with any of them. So any narrative out there um, 
is not coming from a any uh, conversations that I've had with them. Uh, they are well respected, um, and I will get an opportunity um, to vet out all of those um, coaches. They've done a great job. I know the business. Uh, they know the business. There are realities in this business, uh, but we'll, we'll get to all of those coaches because, as I mentioned earlier, they have families, they have lives, um, and, and we have to get uh, moving in that direction. That was one of the things that Matt brought up a lot on his show often, and I did as well, too, which is the whole reason that I thought you were just going to part ways and just part ways with Coach O, is that repeatedly week after week, he just kept it. And look, I hear you. Believe me. We said the same things over and over again about the offensive coordinator, Jake Peets, and, you know, all these things. But it it never helped to have every Monday – Coach O, throw them under the bus. He's got 17 mil. He's in Dustin. He's good. He has been college game day. He'll probably hire him next year. But for the coordinators that took jobs last year, and look, it didn't work out. I understand that. They still got to go get jobs, though. And it doesn't help when routinely, weekly, you're getting destroyed. That's probably for indoors. And again, let, let, let the media, let the talk shows, let the fans do it. It's just kind of a way to go about it. And it was just week by week by week. So it was interesting to kind of hear Brian Kelly there kind of bring that realization to light, right? He knows he's got to move fast and he knows those people need jobs. And, and it is. It's not just about the coach that coaches this, or coaches that group or position group or does this. And and you heard him say there are some realities of the business. And the realities are he's obviously going to want to be aligned with and bring in coaches that he feels comfortable with or could be upgrades from. And again, not just for me. Herb Street, Tiger fans, Moscona, you name it. This was one of the most poorly coached teams I've ever seen. So there will be a lot of changes. Now, some... You absolutely want to keep ties to recruiting, ties to some of the players. And I've, I said this often when a lot of fans are like, well, can he be the recruiter? Can he be the, the head coach is the closer on the five star, the super stud recruit. An overwhelming majority, I would say two thirds of a college football team. The close personal relationship with the position coach is probably the person that recruited them. We'll see the movies or, you know, we'll see the photos of Lane Kiffin. When you see a photo of Lane or Nick or at a Newman game, yeah, they're there for that guy. Not an overwhelming majority. You just don't have the time. An overwhelming majority of the recruiting is your position coaches, your recruiting coordinator. That relationship is what's most important. So, yeah, those individuals, we all know the names, they're likely to stay on board, of course, because one of the reasons you came from Notre Dame is because you can recruit better here. So if you have anything and everything to do with recruiting at LSU, you're probably staying on. Quick break. We come back. We'll open up the phone lines, 800-998-1003. You've heard. I got two more bites from Brian Kelly. Tiger fans, you've heard from him now. What did you think? On his opening statement, what do you think when you hear from him and say, strike, um, you know, a, a difference, right, from the previous two head coaches? How they spoke and, and, 
and how they carried themselves. So let's hear it. It's the Sports Hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Poker players know there's a difference at Cash Magic, a big difference. At your local Cash Magic casino, you'll have fun playing the newest games while enjoying our fast and friendly VIP service. Cash Magic is my lucky place. They really do make you feel like a VIP. It's time to have fun, so let us make you feel right at home with our fast and friendly VIP service. Come feel the magic today at one of our nine Cash Magic casinos in Southeast Louisiana, including our two newest locations, Cash Magic Galliano and the Royal Flush in Homa, Louisiana's favorite place to play video poker, Cash Magic. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Must be 21 or older. Valid ID required. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company. Cajun banking. Served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hi, welcome back to the Sports Hangover. Gus Kattengill with you. Coming up bottom of the hour, Sean Fox up in Fun Row. Louisiana Tech's also hired a new head coach. We'll see who's going to be the head coach over at UL Lafayette, Billy Napier is coaching this week and coaching in the conference championship game on Saturday over at Cajun Field. Then he will likely move his way over to um, Florida. So Brian Kelly spoke this morning, and we've been playing what he said at the top of the 12 o'clock hour. This He was asked what drew him to Baton Rouge and went to um, – come to the Tigers yeah again I think um, you know there, there was no um, plan in place uh, as I entered the 2021 season that I was you know looking for another opportunity um, I had a great football team that we were developing um, but you know when when you get um, an opportunity to talk to um Scott Woodward, and he presents a clear vision of the plan here and the opportunity. It was it was an exciting um, uh, vision for me um, to look at. And as I got a chance to, 
you know, speak to more people um, about this opportunity. I just felt there was something that I had to um, take on. And when I talked to the boss, who's sitting in the front row there, um, and, and she was part of that uh, decision-making process, um, there was no turning back. One of the other elements here for Coach Kelly that he touched on is the fact that you don't have that much time. Again, the 15th is that first recruiting day and signing period, so talking to recruits, getting that staff organized. And he did say that he has not talked to Scott Woodward yet about coaching the bowl game. Saw several people online already saying, to me, that would kind of make sense. I, If you're already in town, I mean, <laughs> this is just me. If you literally left the other team and you're already there. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the videos on the LSU Twitter page. I mean, it, he's in Tiger Stadium. He's all smiles. There's photos. You're the head coach. Why not? You, you have some time. You don't even know where we're playing just yet. So I, I think over the next two or three weeks, you can, I, I, I know, is it awkward? to coach with a staff that maybe some of those coordinators you won't retain. But I, I do think if you are getting $9 million plus, if I'm Scott Woodward, I get out there. Part of the recruiting thing is for people to see you in purple and gold on the sidelines, huh? I don't know. What do you think, Tiger fans? Do you want to see him coach the bowl game? Coach Kelly saying it's time to hit the ground running. Yeah, I mean, there's not enough hours in the day right now. Uh, if you can give me a couple more hours, uh, we'd be fine with that. I, you know, I really think it's that, you know, we know the things that need to be done here, um, but we'll be measured, uh, we'll be thoughtful, we'll be intentional uh, in, in, you know, checking each one of those off as we go. Um, you know, investment in, in, in people is important in making sure that we are doing that the right way. Uh, lives are involved here as we make transitions, so we want to take care of that. We certainly want to take care of the recruiting and make sure that um, all the young men that, that have made their commitments here, that uh, they know where they stand. So there are important matters that need to get to, and I think everybody understands that, um, you know, we've, we've been on a whirlwind here the past 24 hours, but we got to get to work, and, and uh, we will do that in uh, short order and, and get to the very important matter. <laughs> so there we go. We'll, we'll see how that goes, and I, I don't know. I, 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 I would like to see him coaching a bowl game. Well, I mean, one of the reasons you bring him in is the high profile. One of the reasons you, you have it is to – Maybe we'll say he is our guy. 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime in, give us your thoughts if you're an LSU fan. Or not. I don't know. I, to me, it would make sense that he would coach, huh? I don't know. I, I guess there would be maybe that, that bit of awkwardness. Especially if you know you're not retaining some of those staff members. But, again, I, I think one of the things that does help is the lasting impression. Right? Lots of people... Remember what they've seen last. What if LSU in the bowl game goes out there and plays very well and they look good? Have a good performance. The offense looks good. Defense looks good. I don't know. What, what would you think? It would make a little sense, don't you think? 
as some of those staff members, as we talked about, could be looking for new positions. It is awkward. Like, look, all, all of this is. I mean, <laughs> leaving a team, the other school needing you um, to get here sooner rather than later, all of that. So, like I said, right now, couple of different bowls. It looks like the Birmingham Bowl for the Tigers. The Athletic has LSU and Houston projected in the Birmingham Bowl. CBS Sports has LSU and UCF in the Birmingham Bowl. ESPN is LSU and ULL in the Birmingham Bowl. Wouldn't that be interesting? 800 998 now that you've heard Brian Kelly, what do you think about that? Also, we've talked about last hour too, uh, Taysom Hill. It's it's about his foot. It's about his injury and can he be healthy and ready to go. Sean Payton detailed it yesterday after practice. See, and he's gradually gotten better each each week. Um, you know, it takes a minute. And, you know, last week when that topic was, was brought up, um, you know, I just knew it wouldn't be right to put him back there in, 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 like in the shape his foot was in at that time. It's gotten better. Um, I'm going to see how tomorrow goes. we got a lot of time before we play. So um, we'll kind of go from there. As for Taysom Hill, he talked about, look, that, that foot has hampered him, and he would have been limited, feels better now, but really won't know until he's playing to see just how it's going to be. He did touch on yesterday that he's aware it's his team now, right now. How he performs, we know that new contract um, could be him auditioning. Here it is. I mean, what if Taysom Hill gets this team into the playoffs? What if he wins a playoff game? I mean, who is the Saints starting quarterback next year? Right? Yeah, I mean, look, this is this is my fifth year. Um, look, I my mindset is to take advantage of every opportunity that I have, um, you know. And I don't know, shoot, I don't know what that is to week to week, you know. If I'm being honest, and um, so that this, this thing is just ever changing, and uh, whatever. Whatever that opportunity is, I'll, I'll do my best. And I, I think that this this contract and the incentive, base pay, all that stuff is just a way to, you know, protect everyone. And as far as the contract goes, it's really the first chance that he's really had a chance to kind of talk about it. As you would imagine, very appreciative to the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, uh, obviously it's it's a comforting, nice little security blanket. Um, we, we play a... A brutal sport and you know this year's been a little bit unique for me and how many games i've missed with the concussion and now and now this and so um it's it's nice to have you know the program backing you the way that the saints have uh, to me and getting a new contract and knowing that we're going to be here for a few years um is, is really nice i certainly didn't want to go anywhere else um and so that's it's, it's comforting and look, I, I know a lot of Saints fans like, well, look, when that announcement came out, they were like, well, 
is he going to quarterback and you're going to give him that opportunity? Well, here it is. So see how healthy he is. I expect him to be your quarterback tomorrow. I'd be shocked if he wouldn't, especially after taking snaps QB1. And he's going to have to tough it out one way, shape, or form. Alvin Kamara limited the the last two days as we went over the Saints injury report a bit ago. Teron Armstead hasn't practiced all week. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, when the injury report came out, Ryan Ramchek was limited Monday, didn't practice yesterday, though. So likely, again, Taysom Hill is going to take snaps. Or Trevor Simeon, again, without their starting left tackles. Alvin Kamara has been limited Monday and Tuesday. Mark Ingram is ready to go. We played it a little bit earlier ago. How Ingram is absolutely ready to take on some snaps. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Like I said, I always prepare, always work, always prepare to be able to, you know, carry low whatever's asked of me and uh, confident that I can do that if called upon. He said he probably could have gone in the Buffalo game, but the staff decided to hold him out, give him a little more time. And look, it makes sense. Um, I don't know if you were going to win that game with Mark Ingram, so you might as well have a healthier Mark Ingram in this home stretch of six games. Quick break. We come back. We'll speak with Sean Fox. La Tech has a new head football coach as well. We'll speak to him about that and get his thoughts on everything else. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. diamonds come from diamond mines created diamonds come from plasma chambers where they're born inside a tiny star a one carat diamond's a big diamond 1999 dollars that's ramsey's price for a one carat diamond earth mine or created 5999 dollars that's ramsey's price for a two carat diamond earth mine or created a two carat diamond's a very big diamond 299 dollars buys her a beautiful pair of quarter carat total weight diamond stud earrings when she wants bigger diamonds just bring those back and pay the difference at just 550 dollars, and you got three quarter carat total weight diamond studs at another 550 and you've got one carat total weight our trade-off policy is customer focused and friendly we've got diamond studs up to thirty thousand dollars a diamond christmas is a Good Christmas. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers, the largest diamond store in Louisiana, on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. Archie Manning here for Thibodeau Regional. In the Manning household, we're pretty serious about sports. And just like the team at the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional, we're also very serious about sports safety. As the region's leader and first comprehensive sports medicine program, they've been in the game longer with certified athletic trainers, fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, and neuro-sports-trained experts. So play hard, play to win, but play it safe with the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional. If you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire talent for your team, especially if you're competing with other businesses to find the right people. But ZipRecruiter gives you the edge. Next key marketing manager, Aaron Harji, loves ZipRecruiter invite to apply. She says they get my job posting in front of the right people. I instantly see great candidates and I invite them to apply to my job. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B-A-R-T to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BART. Can we talk? talk sports? Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Well, it's been a big week up in North Louisiana. Well. We're in Fun Row in Ruston, sir. 
Sean Fox from uh, whatever it is that your name show is over there at Fox Sports. What is it again? What's your Twitter handle? Maddie, good to talk to you again. How are you? Wow. Yeah, I bet you were probably happier when Maddie hosted. Yeah, I've last never Wednesday. been happier to come on this show than last week. At Fox Four Sports Talk is the way yeah. uh, his Twitter handle reads over on Sports Talk ninety seven seven. All right, so you, you got a head coach though, right up there in, in Tech. Were you surprised that a coaching change happened to begin with, though, with uh, with Holtz leaving? So, Gus, here's the thing, I, and I like Skip. Skip, I've had many great. I'm sure you have with many coaches. One of the persons you get to know these people a little bit, and I've had many great off the record conversations with Skip. I was rooting for him, but one of the things that that happened was along the line, like this is entertainment too. Um, it got to be a very boring product, and when you're winning, mm. you can get away with being boring. But mm-hmm. if you start losing, you can't be boring. And they lost 11 of their last 15 games now. And I do think, and I'm sure you can just throw salt in the wound. I'm pretty sure that if they were on the fence about pulling the trigger, losing to a team who's your rival, who doesn't have a quarterback, getting killed at home in front of like 500 people, that was probably the nail in the coffin. Am I still surprised to do it? Well, there's buyouts and all those things. So, yeah, I am surprised. Um, I'll root for Skip wherever he ends up, but I do think the program needed to hit the reset button. So are you saying that my, my Southern Miss Golden Eagles were the reason? Gus, we hired a coach today so you don't lose to a team that doesn't have a quarter. There it you is, know, ladies and Southern gentlemen. Southern Miss, known, there it for, is. known for their long lineage of yes. Brett Favre, mm-hmm. Dustin Allman, Frank mm-hmm. Gore Jr. That's yeah. the quarterback, so you just don't want to mess with So today, you got to meet Sonny Cumbie. He was the Texas Tech interim coach, right, because they yeah. made a move, and he's still going to be coaching the bowl game and all that. But I just need to know this, because you were there, I'm sure, being a, you know, a, a star of the community and having your own talk show. Mm. Did you ask him? Does he know very well what to the top means? That's what I need to know. Did you ask him, I did, does he I know did what to the not, top means? I did not get him around to that, but when he comes on the show, I will be sure. That'll okay. be one of the first talking points. Is, to, is, the top. to the top. Okay. And you don't want to hear that phrase ever. So you have to do whatever you can to avoid that stupid phrase. Yeah. <laughs> So help you if you lose. Look again. <laughs> There's always you. basketball season. I, I mean, do, do you want to sit here and talk about your team blowing a nine-run lead in three innings in the sea? We could do okay. this. That was cheating, though. I mean, the the oh, officiating wow. was absolutely horrible. The umpiring. I mean, you sound like, called you sound strikes like a were balls. Fan. I yeah. look again. I'm just telling you. All right. So look, in all seriousness, seriousness though, why Cumby? And, and is it a good fit? So. Gus, and I think even your listeners who might not be the most diehard Louisiana Tech fans know they've kind of been, if you're talking about word association, it's offense and it's kind of the air raid. Go back to Tech was kind of ahead of the curve when old Mickey Slaughter, and I'm talking about years and years and years ago before we were even twinkled in our father's eye, was running the offense. Um, Terry Bradshaw, Tim Rattay, Gary Croton, the air raid, Luke McCown, um, look, this is a team that is known that they want to throw the football. They want to have innovative, explosive offense. Heck, the sunny before skip, sunny dykes. High tempo, high octane offense. Go fast. Score a lot of points. Hey, if you lose, we want to lose 59-56, not 17-13. So, yes, um, from that standpoint, absolutely he's a fit. Because you, know, you think Texas Tech, you think the same thing about what they do offensively. <coughs> Excuse me. So, 
look, we'll see, obviously, with recruiting and everything that's coming up, the importance of it here and getting the change around. How far do you think they are? I mean, this is the kind of the question every time a new coach comes in, right? To, yeah. To whatever um, that goal is. Because you were saying it was starting to get boring. You didn't win those games. But, you know, Sean, I I don't think you really need too much, right? I think this team's severely disappointed this year. Um, I think there's talent there. Uh, I know we're still going to have this, and pardon my French, this bastardized Conference USA next year before it's completely blown up and you run to the Sunbelt Conference, justifiably so. Um, I think Tech can be right back in the mix next year. I don't think it's going to be going to have to take much to get this program headed in the right direction. And I do think they, with Liberty, once we get to the new Conference USA, obviously they'll be one of the teams to be, if not the team to be. Speaking with Sean Fox from up there in Fun Road. Which means we go to the CarQuest Bowl, and I can't wait. Well, you know what? Look, bowl's a bowl, right? I mean. At our level, it is. Southern Miss would have to win a few more. By the way, did you see the state? Look, it wasn't a fluke. I mean, not after they beat you, Frank Frank Gore should be the starting quarterback of the Golden If he doesn't start next year, (laughs) there's your question. Will Hall said they're going to get a traditional quarterback next year, but there will be some packages for Gore next year. There will be some packages. Has he not earned it? I mean, he's like um, your Taysom Hill. Dude, he threw like two more, three more touchdown passes in the season finale. Okay, he threw two or three more than Tech did that day. Wow. Um, yeah. So you're New Orleans Saints. Mm. Okay. Thank you for, for giving them back to me. Well, look. Well, well, again, at the beginning of the season, you 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 prepared fans by saying to get your plastic bags ready, not paper bags, mm. and I. Told listeners, there's you a difference between me. plastic and paper. I did because they started out really well, and then they've lost four straight. I still don't think it's plastic bag time. You look at the records; they're right there. They're tied with Washington in the seventh spot record wise, and they beat Washington, so that's you know a head to head. But you got some games. I don't know why I feel confident. I think the the, the losing streak is snapped tomorrow. Do you, Gus? Do y'all drug test? Yes. I'm starting to question that. Um, I would like to agree with you. I keep mm-hmm. waiting for and giving Sean Payton the benefit of the doubt that, okay, this is it. This is when Sean Payton, he has this infamous game plan, and we're going to put it all together. We're going to shock it. the world. Yeah. And then we lost. And then it's 31-6 to on Thanksgiving night. And it's like, if I didn't have people over my house, I would have turned off the TV and went to mm-hmm. bed. But unfortunately, I had to sit there through every stinking bit of it like, most of your audience did. Um, I like our chances more with Taysom Hill. I think, to your point, Taysom Hill, with help, being healthy, again, not a knock on Simeon, just limited. Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram being back. You've got what is essentially your three best offensive weapons. Hopefully your offensive linemen come around. And thankfully, the rest of the league is not pulling away from you. And, look, I'm just like every other Saints fan. As long as they are mathematically – Alive, I am going to believe they will figure it out. I am a glutton for punishment. Uh, you know what? It, it, that's something that we're just not used to with the New Orleans Saints. Huh? Mathematically, as long as we're mathematically alive. But no, look, this man, is this like is my childhood. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, we might we we are seven and eight going into the last week of the season. We are still technically alive for the wild card. Those are the days I live. Sean Fox at Fox Four Sports Talk. Give me a follow over on Twitter. So when I look at this team. Again, I just, it's about players, man. And and again, it looks like, based on the injury report, you may be without your starting tackles again. I, that's that's just so hard, man. You're already out without left guard, Andres Pete for the season. And I know I called him the Matador, but he was your starter. And man, 
You have a center who's been here and, and snapped the ball early. I mean, he went Leroy Jenkins against Buffalo, where really the rest of the offensive line on the fourth down didn't, didn't, didn't move. And he well, maybe he was the only one who knew the play, Gus. Let's give McCoy the benefit of the doubt. He was worth a lot of these guys. He's just... It's just that kind of year this year on that. That's what I can right. say. It's like, I don't know who you want. Or what, do you, what did you want Trevor Simeon to do? Gus, I'm looking at it, and I, I know everybody's like, we got to get Simeon out of here. And I'm like, I hear you. But Trevor Simeon is throwing – he's got his fourth string running. I know Tony Jones was the second string, but you, you know where I'm going with this. Yes. you got your, your third or fourth string running back. You got, he's throwing to his fourth string tight end, to his yeah. third string wide receiver. Like, uh-huh. who the hell can do anything? It's like – this. I think, and we and look, Sean Payton has earned his reputation. He's got a long rope, justifiably so. I just think we're at the point where even the great Sean Payton can't scheme it up enough. This injury, this injury report, you just cannot overcome. And, and look, it—you heard Mark Ingram say it yesterday. He thought he, he could have gone against Buffalo. They decided to rest. He got six games left. You need these guys later on here, especially with the last two games being division games. And such, and and I think that's the same thing what they're doing with Alvin Kamara, man. Especially, it, it's him. It's a knee. It's get healthy, like get to where you don't feel anything, and then we roll. And it just is what it is. I we talked about this on your show and on mine, man. The beginning of the season, this was a year where you just oh look, the game is on. You know, I, literally against the Eagles. Well, I, this I was took a, a game TV on outside like, and wish, put up the Christmas the game lights. was off. I mean, it was <laughs> no, it was, it was it. to watch. No, that's not, what I'm saying. You have to watch it like that. I was putting up the Christmas lights. I had the Eagles game on. And I had a beer, and I was just it's just on. Like I just it, it, well, there it is. Well, look, okay, look, it got stuff. Oh wow. I mean, I just but don't, can I ask you a question? Don't you do better? And I wonder if this you ask your audience this. Maybe you have before. Like there, there was there was a point in the Buffalo game where you stop getting angry, you're getting upset, and you just accept it. Like we suck, we're gonna lose. I would much rather mm-hmm. lose like that than say the Atlanta game. 100%. I mean, I, I, I had I had accepted I had yeah. accepted a loss. I had a relaxing evening. I had way too much cocktails. I was practically falling asleep because of the turkey and the Saints did not bother me losing. I almost stroked out the Atlanta game. I'm breaking things. My wife is yelling at me. Right. If we're going to lose, just get our butt kicked. No, it's, un- it's un- unacceptable. To, to, to the point where I wasn't, and you know when I came on your show on Fridays when I'd answer your phone call, I, I'd say, um, with the Pels, I just, you know, what, when you didn't have Brandon Ingram and Zion, I, I don't know what you, like, I could look at those games early on. And be like, they don't have talent. I mean, they don't have shooting. They don't have scoring. I don't, I don't know what you want. Um, I would rather, I, I could understand that better than say last year when you had 14 double digit leads. Yeah, and just, that, it was, yeah. it was lack of execution. It was not paying attention in the huddle. Like that's the kind of stuff to your point of view where I'm throwing things. I'm watching games early in the year. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well. I mean, I, I Gus, I'm still, I still refuse to watch a Pelicans game if they're oh, up come double on. digits they're in turning, the second look, half. No, no, see, no, no, no. I, was, I, mean, I said if they're up double digits in the second oh, half, if it's a okay. close game or losing, I'll watch. But I got PTSD. I'm yep. like, oh, they're, they're going to blow this, and I don't want to sit here and do this to myself. But, Sean, three of the last four they've won. I said yesterday on the show that I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to say turn the page, but maybe they're starting to turn – the steps that you need to take to uh, to eventually turn the page. You're six and seventeen. You're not turning okay. the page just yet. I mean, you you got to win a, like seven to three. Can I can I give a plug to because you, you have the Pels. This is the home for the Pels, right? Yes. Okay. I was doing a game Friday night, 
mm-hmm. and you were trash talking me as usual because you're yeah. a jerk. Um, mm-hmm. For no reason, I'm trying to concentrate on calling a game, and you're texting these things that shouldn't be. But I had the opportunity. I was over in the Lafayette area, and I heard Graf's call of the game Friday night at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is electric sex. He's amazing. <laughs> Can I tell I him a, that? I'm he's a, coming I, on I, top I, of the I, hour. He's listening. He's listening. Yes, I'm a, I am a unabashed Graf homer. Mm-hmm. He's the best. Are well, you talking about the game-winning call? Oh, yeah, anything. Anything, He's yes. Big, no, I, I but, but the game winners are always like, free throw from Ingram. <laughs> Love it. Well, I mean, some look, I mean, he scored it. If it's an if it's a free throw from Ingram in the fourth quarter, that means he actually scored. I mean, that's in the fourth quarter. That's I mean, but Gus, he's, he's kind of like for me. He's kind of my Harry Carey now. It's like the Cubs may suck, but you want to hear Harry's. Call. I, I agree. That's how I feel with Grab. Like the Pals may be struggling, yeah. they may be getting beat by forty, but I'm still going to tune into Grab. Hundred percent. Our bench is up. I mean, they're up. Ingram feeds to Jonas. Left to the top. Three on the way. <laughs> seven for seven. <laughs> Lucky number seven. You cannot be serious. Well, everything. I mean, seriously, he, including this he, coffee. He, Left corner, he, Paul George, who has 17 in the first half. Lost it. Steal Herb Jones. Herb racing into the front court. Going to take on the entire team and lays it in. George got back, but Herb laid it in with a right hand. It's perfect. He took on the entire team. Sean, the entire team. He in the season of the holidays, he's he is our <laughs> he's Mr. Bengal. He's, he, he's our Mr. Bengal. Yeah. We need to hang him outside of May. He's a treasure. All right, so but, uh, you're, how about you're that not throwback com- reference? I, I was yeah. going to say you're not confident today. Uh, I mean tomorrow. Um, sure, we're going to win. Do you feel better about the the Pels as we wrap up? Can you just say you you feel better? We are we're better today than we were when we talked last time. Okay, and maybe by the time we speak next week, Pels host the Nuggets. Maybe Zion. Beignet boys getting ready. Stop it! That's not his name. It's Zion Williamson. Oh, I'm a fan. <laughs> I love him. He's my favorite player. I just. Come on, let me pull you up your stuff because I can't ever remember it. Don't At Fox Four Sports Talk, <laughs> Sean Fox, he hosts the show. What is it? Three to six? I know. Sometimes I you, cut, just, dude. I'm sometimes you cut it off at five forty-five. Sometimes it's, it's, at five o'clock. I don't know when. What? What, it's what is usually, your hours? It's usually three to six. Okay. Yeah. Like people think I'm lying. I. I'm not. Casual dress Friday. You know, we're standing fifteen minutes early. I'm tired. <laughs> there it is. Thank you, Sean. We'll talk later, later buddy. Right. Bye. Bye. There he goes, Sean Fox. When we come back, we'll take your phone calls. Uh, and again, the graph is going to join us at the top of the hour. We'll talk about the game tonight. The Mavericks. Luca, he's in town. And, ooh, does Herb defend him? Do you throw Herb on Luca? Hey, wherever he goes, you go. I'll ask him that when you come back. This is the Sports Hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN, New Orleans. Sunrise in the blue skies, birds flying through paradise. A little bit longer, another day stronger. Somebody smiling down on me with those warm days and cooler nights. 
friends and family and candlelight. Feels like I've been running, but something better's coming. Don't wanna have to wait. Rouse's Markets knows there's no place like home for the holidays. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Chef John Foles for Camellia Bay. The recipe for success starts with good people. The folks developing Camellia Bay, I've known them for 15 years, and they're good people who are generous and always giving back. Donating over $90 million to local charities. In just days after Hurricane Ida, they stepped up and led a million-dollar effort so North Shore families could have water, ice, and hot meals. They care, and they show it. Vote yes on Camellia Bay. Paid for by North Shore Winds. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Tiger fans, you've heard from Brian Kelly in case you missed it. Uh, he spoke top of the 12 o'clock hour just after that and kind of gave us his thoughts and statements as to why he left Notre Dame and obviously how he views the job at LSU Gave some comments on the staff here as well. If you missed it, I will play one or two here in the closing minutes of this ha- this hour, if you like, since we got guests the next two hours. And we'll kind of maybe touch on it again. And Matt, no doubt, will give his thoughts. He was there. I saw it. He was tweeting pictures, so he was there. Um, one of the things that I did find interesting, though, of course, is how it's viewed nationally. Look, everyone thinks the hire was the right thing to do for LSU. The manner in which it happened, is a topic. Keyshawn Johnson. LSU squeezing him immediately and saying, hey, we got to get this deal done because recruiting season is right around the corner. We can't wait for you to make a decision. We're going to have to move on, but we got $100 plus million on the table for you. This is what's going to happen. And Notre Dame is not going to allow you to coach the national championship or the final college football playoff final four if you're not coming back there next season on top of that he may have looked at the rankings in the teams that's in there and said yeah we're not gonna beat georgia so why even go we're not you know what i'm saying like the same thing that's been happening to us the last three times we've been there we've been getting our brakes beat off of us so he's probably looking at it from that standpoint but it is messed up that he may have cost them an opportunity based on what the committee thinks. Jay Williams, the other side. I just feel like it's cowardly. You know why? Because when you are a head coach, and I get that this is a business, but it's so personal for the young men that you recruit. And for anybody that's been recruited, when you have a head coach that comes into your home, that head coach is not only acting as your head coach, but almost in a way a pseudo father figure to you. Like, they are addressing things that are real about your growth as a young human being, as a young man, and you believe in that. So now you're telling me there are kids on this team who still feel like they have a shot. If chaos does occur, that they can make the college football playoff. And if it does happen, now you're telling me it could be held against me because my head coach took a bag somewhere else and couldn't even stay on board just for another month in order to see if we have a chance to do this? I think that's cowardly, man. 
So, again, two sides, right? Heather Dinich covering the college football playoff meetings. Again, they're trying to decide, do we expand to 12 today? Yesterday, when the rankings came out, Notre Dame still staying at six. One of the things that was released was that one of the things the committee takes into consideration is if a team will have key players or coaches available at the time of the playoff. Everyone took it as, that's them saying Notre Dame. So, Heather talked to some folks. I don't think that they get punished. I think the coaching situation is absolutely discussed in that room. But I think that the committee internally is going to have very real discussions if that's the scenario about, wait a minute, what about these kids who work so hard to have this good season? You remember, you know, there's not all administrators sitting around the table. There's former head coaches, Hall of Fame coaches, former players who understand what it takes to get there. So that would be a very real conversation. And Notre Dame would absolutely have a chance to get in based on its 11 and one record with all of that chaos regardless of who is the head coach at that time but obviously hiring somebody like Fickle would only would only help them but I don't I I'm, what I'm saying is with all those upsets I think they could still get in even if Marcus Freeman was handed the reins on a temporary basis Pete Sampson covers Notre Dame for the athletic he was on ESPN this morning and was asked, all right, so how are the folks in South Bend dealing with this and based on some tweets and things? And I don't think they, I haven't seen any traitor signs that the folks in Oklahoma have done for Lincoln Riley. They, they went nuts on that one. Um, I haven't seen uh, that. So, Pete? I think people are still kind of processing Brian Kelly having left for LSU uh, to get to wait. Okay, if then, then, then what? And I think the Notre Dame fan who is sort of picking up the pieces right here is like, well, wait a minute. Brian Kelly's coaching the playoff, and he didn't really make a positive difference at all the last couple times. So maybe not having him around isn't such a bad thing at all if Notre Dame ends up in the playoff. But, yeah, so I think people are still mostly just sort of processing his departure for LSU before they get to, like, all right, Cincinnati loses to Houston, Michigan loses to Iowa, then what? Okay. Uh, And also, as you know, and he will find out shortly, right now it's all – you know, photo ops and roses. Won't be long until he feels and understands the pressure over at LSU to win. Marcus Spears on ESPN earlier. What kind of pressure level is going to be on Kelly in year one? It's safe to say Brian Kelly is probably under the most pressure of any Anybody. coach ever in the history of LSU. He is. Like this, first of all, you just got rid of a coach that won a national championship three years ago. Yeah. Like, it's not, we're not coming off of a, a drought. All right. So there you go. Most pressure ever. I, I think I would make sense of that. Maddie Hudak has joined us. She's going to join us next hour as well. Talk a little Saints as well. Maddie, how are you? I'm good. I'm better than the multi-accidents I saw on the freeway. It was yeah. not limited to one place. Yeah. You were intending to show up a little bit earlier, but I'm glad you're here safely. <laughs> I, I want to play this for you before we wrap up. Our number two, Maddie, because you don't know what I'm about to play. So I just I'm going to get real time reaction here because I I saw it at 1230 ish and played it because I just saw the title of the soundbite in the ESPN sound vault. So it's Keyshawn Johnson this morning. So I'm going to warn you. It's it's Keyshawn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I'm okay. as ready as ever. I can't wait to see your face. His team is not the same team. 
It's about Sean Payton. That it was two years ago. There's no Drew Brees. I mean, it's just a different feel. And these coaches in this league, man, you know, when something else is, looks better, they jump to it. And then when you start to look at some of the, the moves that could be made with franchises, maybe like the Giants got some players or the Cowboys, when he's playing against the Cowboys and you're thinking about he coached for the Cowboys, and if the Cowboys all of a sudden start to dissolve at a rapid rate, which means they win a division and they gone in the first round, now Jerry is forced to be go. like, yo, what the hell is going on? Here we go. Now all of a sudden you got Sean Payton looking at Zeke and Pollard, <laughs> C.D. Lamb and Amari like Cooper and Michael Parsons and right. Diggs. You start right. looking at that stuff, you go into yourself, Hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been in that area coaching before. Mm-hmm. You know, I've flirted with the possibility of the Cowboys before. Maybe this is the right time. That's right, Maddie. And in, in, in a newer stadium, Maddie, too. In two airports instead of one. Uh, did he include Anthony Brown as a cornerback for something that Sean Payton would be absolutely enticed by by going to uh, Dallas? Well, they have Diggs. He's pretty that good. That was a joke. Yeah, I know. I. I the second he said Dallas, I'm like, oh, my God. Here we go again. Yeah, here we go again. I- I'll say this. I, I want to play that before I played this because he said this yesterday. And I keep telling people that are not near and Oh, he's going to go down. I'm like, then you've never covered him. You've never covered him. The man loves absolute control. He enjoys it and has it. <laughs> okay. And I haven't read the will and succession plan. But I'm sure he's going to be left something. I, I'm, I'm convinced it's either ownership of the team somehow, some way, shape, or form, or, you know, a board member to decide. I just. Well, I really don't even think that matters. I, I mean, again, saying, I think it's that. He has that kind of relationship. Exactly. With the and, and the control and the relationship with the general manager and, and literally every layer within the building. But. So the question was by Jeff Duncan, do you ever get ticked off? PO'd, essentially, was what he was asked. Listen how he answers this. The most important thing is, is for any team is, you know, is each week there's hope and there's, and, and here's how, you know, here's how we win this game. And, and then, you know, is it difficult? Yeah. It, you know, the, the hardest thing is when you, when you put so much time into a week and then you don't finish with the result you're looking for, man, you gotta, you gotta, buck up again and and so there's a toughness element that's required and and, you know when you play in this league and and you're coaching this league long enough you know that there's going to be during games momentum swings and the same thing happens you can pick a season even the the, any one of the last four seasons there's stretches where you have ah, you got to get past some adversity and and that's kind of where we're at now and so there's no Magical answer coming in the door. It's deep down and from within, and it's the details. And yeah, you have all those emotions, though. You know, sometimes it's you know, it's, you know, where you're picking everyone up. Sometimes, you know, you're calling players out or, or yourself out. That kind of thing. That was yesterday. That that does that, not ah, sound like a man. Was the most emotion I've really ever heard him my, admit. Exactly. My, my point, though, Maddie, that's the man that doesn't look for the easy way out. No, I think. He gets the gratification I of going through the hard overcoming way. Overcoming adversity and, and battling I legitimately think if he can get the Saints to another playoff window where you're competing or a Super Bowl without Drew. With three different quarterbacks. Right. I'm just being honest. I, I think it, to him it's starting to really separate himself as to how good he is. Yeah. And 
It's you legacy don't have stuff. Jerry Jones. That's hour two. <laughs> hour three is next. The Graph, Ralph Marlborough, Saints Talk. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Other banks charge fees on savings and checking accounts. Doesn't sound good, does it? Capital One reimagined banking. So it sounds more like this. With Capital One, you can open an account with no 